Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrich. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrich here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome back to Quarters and Barra. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly, Barra. If you have a problem, not you, Barra, but if you have a problem out there, please call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. I'm excited, Barra. How many sleeps? No, not... I don't go for that sleeps thing because I reckon you? it's unmanly. But uh, <laughs> I didn't sleep last night at all. Really excited. No, I jumped that. off the back fence the other day, stupid, oh. trying to get back in the house when I locked myself out, and I've done hurt my knees. You did so. you need it, you? It's not Take, too bad. It's just a couple of days. Ready for Thursday night. I reckon it's launch. a two-weeker, mate, two-weeker. C- Carlton versus the Tigers. going to be 90,000 at the G. It's very exciting. Now, I need to ask your advice just off the top, yep. though. Got a fair bit of feedback about our first um, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it positive. Some people saying, you know, Mark Duffield was such an analyst, and and he is one of the best analysts in there. I mean, he's a deep thinker about footy, and it's a, a, a tricky man to follow in his footsteps. You know, pull on his boots. He's they're big shoes to fill. They are big shoes. Now, do you want me to be cast in that role? Because I used to write a column for the West in terms of tactics, so I can go down. You that can be whatever highly you want to be, Barry. Or we can have a bit more fun. I'm, 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 I'm in your hands because I can go both ways, well, let's get so some, to speak. Let's. Go, I'd, I'd like you to go both ways. Let's get. Let's, let's rely on some feedback from our listeners. But, but I think a bit of balance is always good, Barry. And I, I, I love your stories, and I, I love your analysis too. I remember right. your column in the West many, many years yeah, ago. Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that because the coaches didn't like it at all. And then if you ever slated one player, they never spoke to you again. But there's many ways we can go, and but, I know our listeners are very astute and very intellectual oh, they on are. this. Seriously, on this, absolutely on this podcast. Other podcasts, not so much. This one, if you're a serious footy person, you come here. So I think I might straighten up a bit. But what's our what's our email address? It's quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. That's Barra with two R's. So quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Now, Barra. I'd like to get that feedback. If anyone wants to give me that feedback, I'm please I'm sure do. they will, Barra. On Thursday, we will go. <laughs> sure. Thursday night, obviously, is the season opener. Carlton v. Richmond at the G. Hopefully, we'll get a game despite the uh, the surface uh, being regrassed after Ed Sheeran. Is there still dramas about oh, that or look, not? Look, I think they'll be okay. They're magnificent at replacing turf these oh, days, yeah. but I'm just not so sure we start thinking about, you know, a week or two out from the season, probably not having major uh, stadium concerts at our footy venues. Footy is a major tenant at these I venues. Know, but 107,000. I went to the Ed Sheeran concert here. How was it? Was it was unbelievable. Seriously, the best live performance I've ever seen. Is it? I went with, really? I went along with Gilly. Um, we were at the same sort of event. And he told me that Shane Warren was a good friend of Ed Sheeran. And he, That's Shane right. Warren, Ed yeah. Sheeran used to knock around with him at Warney's parties. Spoke at his funeral, didn't he? Yeah. And, and, Video message. And in Melbourne, he did a tribute, a tribute song to Warney and then a tribute song to Michael Gadinsky. And, of course, there's two statues of both those men at the MCG. Apparently, he did a private thing that he didn't tell him about. There's not one of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> no, not a bit chin, but McGin- Gadinsky's got a yeah. uh, statue, and so has Warney. And they invited Warney's kids. They came backstage in Melbourne. 
this Ed Sheeran, mate, he's special, this bud. He is a special guy. And Warney, obviously, I admire his friend. talent and one or two. I don't know if I could have sat through two hours, though, mate, and I wasn't there, but I can It was be... a very loving atmosphere, Quarters. Very loving atmosphere. Well, it was he's first a lovable time I've seen... sort of guy. Did you, have you, ever, you ever sung to your wife, you know, to her, you know, eye to eye? Have you ever done that? I've never done that. Can't, but can't I, say I, so, I reckon no. it's worth doing. Ed so Sheeran heard, can make you do that. I heard him. I reckon it was uh, twenty four. It was. It was the twenty fourteen grand final when my boys Hawthorne smashed the Sydney Swans. He's performed before that, and I have fond uh, memories of him for that. In reason. that sense, yeah. You know, you have those attachments with with certain songs. And but isn't it great? And, a nerdy redheaded bloke could be best mate or good mates with Shane Warne. If he wasn't discovered, would still be standing out the front of a London tube station yeah. busking, mate. And Warney took him. Did you know this? Warney. Um, Brought him to Lords with his mates, Lords of London. You know the the famous cricket ground. Oh, I know it. And bowled to the him and his mates in the nets. They were telling me, and Warney let his mates tonk him so that they could go away and say, "Guess what? I've tonked SK Warn at Lords." I mean, how much would you love to say that? Oh, you would. You how, know, Duff couldn't say that, mate. <laughs> I know that stuff. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I did the I did the Lord's tour when I was over there, and um, we they took us upstairs through the long room up the famous stairs that you walk down. Magnificent place, lots of history, and they took us into the visiting dressing rooms, and they said, "Now, where do you reckon Warney would have sat?" And I'm looking around, I'm thinking, well, probably... Where can you smoke? Yeah, that's right. So I was thinking <laughs> at the opening to that famous balcony, and the guy said, wrong. And so after a few guesses, he said, this is where he sat. He pointed to a seat, and it was next to the food vending machine. So uh, right next to the chips and what have you. He said, Warney, you know, just... Warney would have loved vaping, vaping, too, because you can actually vape at places and people don't know. Did you realise that? Yeah. I, was, I was at a restaurant the other day, a very, very classy five-star restaurant on the river, and a lady was vaping at my table, and I didn't even know. You can get away with anything with Can't vape. It's very it? dangerous. It smells like, it smells sweet. So I'm thinking, what's happened here? We're in Bali or something. It's yeah, I don't, Indian. don't recommend it, anyone listening out there. No, no, I'm not like. recommending it. In fact, I think I'm horrified. Because I'm a head of a PNC at Shenton College. We have 3,000 kids. It's a massive challenge trying to police vaping. Because it's impossible to detect. Problem everywhere. I've seen a few people get pulled up at Optus Stadium, actually. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, at Ed Sheeran, the same thing. Yeah, Ed, that's a very good point. So, look, we've got, we'll go through the games on Thursday. We'll have a little bit of discussion about footy today. But there are some overarching issues today. Some big news mm. dropped this morning, Barra. Uh, concussion, which is something very close to my heart, the um, issue of concussion. And my head. And your head. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. But Margaret. Injury lawyers, so they've launched a Supreme Court action this morning. Now there are 60 players have come forward. It's players who, AFL players, who've suffered concussion from 1985 until March this year. So we don't know, but that could include uh, Dan Venables and Brad Shepard. Yeah. Uh, both forced into early Almost certainly Brad Shepard, yeah. The West Coast Eagles. We do know Max Rook, the Geelong player, is the head of this action. He's the lead plaintiff, as they say. The lead plaintiff. So yeah. we're talking... Seeking two million each, I believe. So it's a, it's a huge, huge watch for the so AFL. Sixty times two million. They got a fight on their hands, the AFL, and a lot of people will be watching this. And uh, look, interestingly, this morning before this was launched, the AFL released their latest concussion protocols. Mm. Now, there's a couple of issues here. Uh, so they're sticking with the twelve day protocol, but they've actually said they don't like the the, the phrase twelve day protocol because how it works is. There are 11 steps. Once you're concussed, 11 there are 11 steps. or phases you have to go through. And on the 12th day after your concussion, if you've passed through those phases, if you've successfully ticked them off, you can play again. But 
the latest guidelines um, allowing for uh, younger players or players who've suffered repeated concussions or who have got learning difficulties uh, to to extend those phases. So what it actually essentially means is the 12 days could become 24. Mm. Now, for me, so I, I'm in the school of thought that it's got to be closer to 30 days. We right. give 21 days yeah. to a standard hammy, but we don't give... Mm. You know, we give 12 yeah. days to a concussion. So it's a very serious story. It's a very serious issue. And we watch this space and see where it heads because the no AFL doubt. knew this was coming. Yep. They've set up for it. And this is going to be fought out in the courts. But with uh, it's going to pave the way forward, I think, for how the game is structured and ruled in terms well, of concussion. Do you suffer from a concussion in your career? Oh, yeah, plenty of those. But And I played rugby league as well. In my day... Did you get in the field, though, with rugby league? Yeah, yeah. No. Every time I saw you at the <laughs> yeah. ranch, you were on the bench. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'll tell you what, I got close to getting knocked out a few because they wanted to kill the Aussie rules so-and-so, you know what I mean? They let, Let's show this But on this a serious up. note, Barry, back in your day, playing AFL or, or Waffle, yeah. uh, it was you wanted to get back on the field, didn't you, as soon as possible? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, if you took a week off, you were, you were sort of looked down on. If you, if you say, oh, mate, I better have the next week off, I don't feel flash, they go, what? Hard, Big no. softy, mm. yeah, get just get back out there. So this landmark class action, sixty players times two million. That's obviously one hundred twenty million dollars. Like that's a big warning, you know, big red flag to the AFL. They tried it in the NFL. They they managed to fix that up because they had massive problems like this as well. I don't know where this ends up or where it goes. I know with blokes we're a bit because you know in cricket the box has been around a long time, hasn't it? And then the helmet came in later. The blokes took a long time to work out, you know, what's important. At that stage, they thought that area was more important than the head. Hmm. But as it turns out, it was the other way around. And we finally worked it out. That, and that's, that's such a big step from where we were when we played. And I think, I, I think you can't stop – you want to stop contact sport? Is that what we're saying? That's the thing. Where do you end – where does this end? When you sign your contract, you actually are signing yourself over to do this sport – as long as the right guidelines are in place, you can, can you stop contact sports? Well, you can't. How's Barrett, rugby league going to go? You can't. Well, that's the, the. It's a big, big issue for rugby league because if you look at the way that game's played, that is so competitive. But my, uh, I think my point is, is that uh, we don't want to stop contact sport because it's a contact game well, that we love. Problem. But should we not just play tennis? But Barra, these days we have so much more science around yeah. concussion than we had. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. There's so much more science around it now. So with the knowledge that we have now, we need to put it into practice mm. and see you know, concussion is a serious, serious thing. They need a serious study too. Like there was this push to wear helmets and then I found helmets out Helmets don't do it anything. All it does is protection from getting cut. That's and it right. actually – and when my son started – because my son plays Colts for, for Perth. When he started wearing a helmet – he started using, this is in rugby, he started using his head as a battering ram. It was actually worse because he thought, oh, I'm bulletproof here. I can put my head down and go bang. So I don't know where it goes. The, the mouth guards are so important because they absorb the vibrations that go through your brain and they go into your mouth guard. That helps. But, mate, it is a contact sport. So where do you draw the line? I guess if you cross that line, you're taking those risks. But you're right. 
science has po- but you can only prove that actually the damage and when someone passes away well that's with CTE no you can you can act- like a, in a sueable situation well no because we've all had concussions well, this is why we're on the, you've set up yeah this is exactly why they're in the Supreme Court right now to mm. prove that you can uh, with CTE tested, yeah. you're quite right it is only diagnosable post-mortem but they're working on that it's a very smart neurologist working in that area um, but CTE is really the end I mean that's that's and it's more to do with sub-concussive, some sub-concussive yeah. knocks. So, uh, and why isn't boxing banned then if you're so worried about all this? of these contact sports Seriously. that will be looked at? Yeah, well, there are serious. What do you do in boxing? Well, that's right. You well, target the head without do. a helmet, and you know what the gloves are for? To protect your fist, not to protect your head. You think it's, protect, it's to protect your fist, so you don't break your fist. How does the UFC survive? <laughs> Where are we going with all this? Yeah, well, I've seen, I've been to so many boxing events where you you see the TKO, the, the ref, you know. Um, well, it cost us, did TKO. you teach Tim Zhu? Yeah. Why didn't they stop that fight earlier? Yeah. That poor bloke was getting pounded. Yeah, there, there are some dodgy dodgy boxing bouts where you'd wonder, gee, stop this fight. This is, you know, and there are obviously some UFC. horrific stories, horrific stories of boxers going on too long. But look, that's that's a big story. So we watched that with great interest. Um the other big story in the past 24 hours, Barra, is at Waffle level and it's South Fremantle. So 2021 breaches of the total player payments. Um, interestingly, they lost the grand final to Subiaco by 44 mm. points in 2021. Um, interestingly, Subi's the team that has been copped it over the years about you know playing backhanded payments to players and what have you, but they've never been one skerrick of information. They've never been proven guilty of anything. But the team they played that day and belted that day uh, have been found to breach this, the total player payments. They've been um, docked eight premiership points, so two games. That is massive. Significant. Massive. $25,000, and they've had their TPP reduced by $10,000 as well um, and stripped of 10 player points. Now, um, Wayne Martin, the West Australian Footy Commission, have come out and they've said, look, it was inadvertent, it wasn't deliberate, but it was still a breach. So, therefore, we've gone pretty hard. I think they have gone pretty hard. I don't think they could have gone too much harder. Whoa. Your thoughts on it? That is the toughest penalty in in waffle history, the toughest penalty in waffle history, in my opinion. But you have to have parameters. No, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just telling you. Yep. I'm just quantifying it, right? So people understand this is a ma- so South Fremantle will start two wins behind everybody else this season. So they will need to have 13 wins, in fact, to make the finals instead of 11. It's they've it, it, given them a huge road to hoe. Losing 10 player points means they might have to shed some players. Losing $10,000 in their salary cap could mean they have to shed some players. They have copped it, but they've copped it sweet. And it was inadvertent. So that's the thing you've said. Like when I first, I was at training, Perth training last night and the, you know, the news came through and everyone was like, wow, must be a massive fraud. Someone's been caught giving 50 grand under the table to a recruit or something like that. But as it turned out, I think it's only a couple of thousand bucks and an inadvertent thing where the I, the, the dot, the I wasn't dotted and the T wasn't crossed and it, it breached that. But because the footy commission had gone to the clubs and said, what do you think the penalty should be, clubs? And they've all gone, we've got to crack down on this. And they put this huge penalty in. They've applied it. And the, and South haven't fought it. They've copped it sweet. And it's a massive penalty. Well, as they should have. And, you know, that's that's just, they're the rules. So you've got to stick by them. You know who they should look to? But it's like an admin error, basically. Well, 
Bad yep. luck. So, so I've said to my people, because I'm the president of Perth Footy Club, so I have kind of intimate knowledge of all this mm-hmm. stuff. I said, get the regulations out today, Clarkie, and start reading them again. Go through them again. Let's school everybody, because we don't want to be caught in this situation, because that penalty has sent a massive message through the waffle. A couple of years ago, the West Coast Fever netballers were yeah, in this position. very similar. And they won the, the flag. No, won the, they made, made the GF. Made the GF yeah. And there are a few... Size of relief when they didn't win the flag yeah, that right. year because uh, it just wouldn't have been a good look and um, and that's fair enough too they've ultimately won it the last year which is fantastic so they can look for that for inspiration perhaps but look the good thing is they've copped it sweet it's the rules are there for a reason mm. um, they've breached it and we go forward no, I just I, I would just like our listeners to know that I don't if this is not a deliberate attempt to circumvent the system and beat the system and cheat just so that people know that but. They've copped it sweet. That they're they're what the rules are, and uh, we move forward. So they'll need three wins to pass Perth before we need to have a win. So we've got. Let's move on to a bit of footy talk, Barra. Yeah, I, I did get it. I did. Get it. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move on to a bit of footy talk. Three returning coaches this year. We've got Adam Kingsley, who's going to be coaching GWS. Uh, he's a rookie coach. And we've got three returning coaches. So Brad Scott, who did, a, I think, a pretty good job at North Melbourne over a decade. He's been coaching Essendon. Ross Lyon returns uh, to Coach St Kilda. And, of course, that's the round one clash against Fremantle. So great interest in that. And, of course, Alistair Clarkson, uh, long-time Hawthorne coach, four flags, now at the helm of North Melbourne. What do you think these coaches will bring back? Let's start with Scott Lyon and Clarkson. What do you think they bring back? And do you think they'll have evolved and changed it all? Well, Brad Scott... Well, Essendon, you know, they went through that whole debacle series of working out who the president was going to be and then oh, who the ca- coach was going to be. What was, a mess. It was an absolute... Wusher must have been laughing his head off. He said, I, you know, I should have oh. just stayed there and steered the ship. But Brad Scott, very safe, isn't it? Been in the AFL, understands... Really safe pair of hands. Yeah. That's how I'd describe it. And has already gone in and said, right, eh? So what have Essendon been known for? And it's been frustrating to watch them the last four or five years. It's just run and stun. Mm. There's been no two way. They've been defe- uh, deplorable in defence. He's come straight in and said, we will be defending. So Changed uh, the captain, brought uh, in someone with a bit more Zach grit. Merritt, yep. Yeah, he, he comes in there. Uh, they probably won't make the eight, so he's going to still be under the gun for a couple of years. Then you've got your mate Ross Lyon, who's really under the pump now in round one because he's lost a couple more blokes. Maybe injury. not. Maybe they win. Find yeah. a way to beat Freo. If they can, well, he would know them. It, it's not the ideal matchup for Justin Longmuir because he would still understand the way they play and their system and some of their players. But you'd have to think Freo, if they didn't beat St Kilda, would be a real I'll be picking them. I'll be picking yeah, them off Thursday, that's for sure. But I absolutely. think you will have to defend. St Kilda, Ross Lyon, coach teams, you have to defend. Mm. And I'd be really interested to see the selection when it happens on Thursday. Uh, you know, what's it? Free 301. Well, yeah. the tall forward, forward line. line. Yeah. And then St out? Kilda, you know, you know what Ross Lyon will do. Mm-hmm. He will work to the teams. He'll see that as perhaps a way in. So let's get some more rebound off halfback, whatever they try and do. If they go too tall, if they go really tall in their forward line, uh, so Ross Lyon will look. He, he looks for your Achilles' heel, doesn't he? He just chips away and chips away. I, they are missing a lot of players in Kilda at the start of the year, so it might be a. I reckon they'll get a sugar hit at some stage because that's what Ross Lyon teams get. Yeah. But there's a system adjustment with him. They're not very exciting, the Saints, though, aren't they? You look oh, at him and go. I keep saying yeah, it. Too many B graders. Very bland. 
you know, even the blokes that should be emerging. GWS, you've tipped them for last, haven't you? I have. So Kingsley's not having a great start. <laughs> well, they've lost players. I mean, Poor interesting, bugger. really interesting their choice of captain to Toby Green. Just has mm. to stay out in the Weird park. Weird statement, isn't it? And Kingsley comes out and says, I just want him to be Toby Green. Well, actually, you probably don't. You don't mm. want him to be suspended every second week. He needs to stay out in the park. Maybe that's part of the strategy, that he has to Got be straight up. Get rid of that red miss, Barra. Mm. Very hard to the... get rid of that. No, Johnny Worsfold was able to balance it well, up. he did all right. The other green's very good. They've got him. And then Alistair Clarkson. Did you see Carolyn Wilson's attack on... Um, I missed that. On Clarko this week. Like, really went after him in terms of... In terms of he... the treatment of the female reporter? Yeah, and where he's at, and the whole Hawthorne thing, and I couldn't—I don't get that. I guess that smacks of a bit of rivalry. I don't know, but Clarkson. Well, you don't get Carolyn Wilson's attack on him. No, I don't. I don't understand why, on the cusp of the season, she would attack Alistair Clarkson. But oh, she's a member of the media. She's you know entitled to have her say, and she's not happy with some of the behaviours of Alistair Clarkson. Mm. I reckon that's fair enough. Um, you I'll, know, I'll get it up for you. But the yes. thing—the thing that makes it hard for West Coast Eagles is. It, it is the worst possible matchup. They're playing the bottom team. If they can't beat the bottom team in round one, even and Nick Nat's not going to be playing. It's away at Marvel Stadium. North will have all their supporters there. They'll probably have their biggest crowd for the year. Clarkson, the Messiah has arrived. What are we going to have? You know, how's it going to go? Oh, North's going to have all their supporters. There's not that many of them. No, but if there are well, the ones that are there, they'll be there, won't they? At Marvel Stadium, I reckon they'll get a decent. So you crowd. declaring Nick Nat won't play. Well, I'd be very surprised. It looks likely he won't play, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? What about Jack Darling? Yeah, that's another toss to the coin. Would you risk him? Recovers you, well. Would you whack I him? keep telling us that. And he does recover. He has a history of overcoming injuries pretty quickly. Um, he's so important to their forward line. He is so important. So I would risk him, to be honest, in round one. Let's be honest, Barra. Round one, North. Round two, GWS. And then they hit a really hard period, you know, Melbourne, Geelong, etc. So you want to get a couple of Ws up there early. And this is a group that's steeled, though. And they have got players returning. Interestingly, I had a chat with Adam Simpson last week, and he was at pains Mm -hmm. to point out... Yes, we've got a lot of senior players returning who have been who missed most of last year, if not all of last year. But just be patient with them because they just don't come in and dominate from the outset. It does take a little bit of time. So he was saying, just be patient with us. I've got no doubt they'll be better this year. You have to be with their squad. There'll be a bit of a um, transition. You'll have players like Ruben Jinby. You'll have players like Elijah Hewitt and Noah Long. Um, Campbell Chesser will come in. Mm-hmm. There'll be some transitional. But you've still got, like, you've got your Shuey. hopefully, um, overcome his soft tissue injuries, playing generally off half-back. Oscar Allen, haven't seen him since uh, the year before last. So, you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a... But there's no upside for West Coast, is there, really? Oh, yeah, if, there is. If they win, it's like, oh, well, expected to win. It's the bottom team. You don't Who are you going to beat? I reckon the fans... If they lose, it'll be like, two, oh, my God. Two wins last year, mate. There's upside <laughs> if they win. Don't worry. They'll be very happy. They'll, they'll want them winning. I mean, I, I, I just bumped into a bloke today, and he goes, I've been taking my grandson to the footy, and we haven't been able to sing the song, <laughs> the Eagles song, all year. <laughs> he was not happy. And so they want to have it at home where they can sing the song at the end. So when they come back, it's the Giants round two, isn't it? Yeah. He's got to win that one, I tell you. Imagine if they drop the first two. I'm going on leave. Well. <laughs> I don't want to be around. Yeah. You can ask the, you can fire the bullets. Oh, yeah, well. I will you be, and Summer. I will be at a few, <laughs> I will be at a few press conferences. Don't worry. So, uh, 
let's have a look at a few of the teams and a few of the likely debutants around the group. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that really excites me is um, at Brisbane, and it's Will Ashcroft. Son yeah. of Marcus, talked up all last year as the likely number one pick. Uh, he was number two pick in the end. Uh, Cadman went ahead of him, but he was uh, – uh, look, he in the preseason he's shown, I think he could just step straight into that midfield. It's going to be brilliant. You know what? Uh, last week we talked about who will be the rising star. Obviously, Ashcroft's in the gun, and I think Jinby, but uh, we forgot to mention Darcy at the Bulldogs. How good does that kid look? 208 centimetres. I'm intrigued by him. Could be anything. I'm intrigued by I him. I watched him last week. I was going, wow. But they, Who is this bloke? They've been talking about his up. dad, Vardiel. So they had these defensive problems. So they were talking, he's going to have to be planted back in the back half. But he's super, though. Playing, he's special. Playing in the forward line in the preseason. So you get him. They've mm. got a few options up there. Carlton have said they're playing, probably likely to play two um, on Thursday night. So Ollie Hollins and Lockie Cowan, can you imagine running out? for your first game of AFL footy in front of 90,000 people at the MCG. Wow. Could, can you believe... I mean, a lot of people saying Carlton can't make the eight. I mean, I, I picked them fourth, mate. Yeah, I've seen, the, I've seen that you've got them up top, but people still got the big knock on them. You know, Mackay's going to be out missing for a while. Can the big fella go again and win the Coleman medal again? Um, Kurnow and Mackay, it's a pretty, they're a pretty impressive forward line. What I, will Cripsy be like? Midfield goes deep. Um, Walsh will be out for a little while, but... Uh, defense is pretty solid. I think they've got all the it, elements. It's huge. If now, they don't get there, he's that's it. He it, can't coach. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know the bloke who's under, we talked about the bloke under pressure is Voss. Oh, he's under the most pressure because he's got Jones in the back line now, so he can't keep po- yep. pointing the finger. Oh, we've got no defenders. They've got two really good defenders now. Yeah, he's under the pump. So we move Collingwood. Ed Allen um, took us a chance. I think he probably, maybe not round one, but yeah. uh, he'll come in pretty quick. They're pretty impressed with his pre, his um, weight of work in the preseason. Against Geelong at mm. the G and 90,000. Why not? And the Magpie Army out in force. Yeah, how good would that you be? You know Kevin Sheedy's? I love Ben Allen. He, he was actually mo- emotional. He was moved when his son got. Mm. We were around there with a the camera. It looked like he wasn't going to go first day, and they were going to have to wrap up the party, and which is always flat, flattening, isn't it? You know, you got all, all these mates from Christchurch, wherever he goes to school, Scotch, Scotch Christchurch, one or the other. They're all around there, and you don't get picked. And then suddenly the call comes through from Collingwood, and then up goes Ed Allen Collingwood, and the place erupted. And his dad, who Ben, who's the most unemotional, but you know Ben, don't you? I do yes. Ben Allen, former. Fremantle captain and Hawthorne also Hawthorne Premiership player. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he he was actually uh, I hate to say, it, but he not. Anyway, he's emotional, and it was wonderful to see. As it would be when your kids picked up in the draft, I reckon. I didn't think he would be, but I'll be like that. Uh, you know what Sheedy always said? He said he he'd like to debut guys on Anzac Day because he reckons it was worth ten games. Yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. So why not debut yeah, a kid yeah, in round great. one in front of ninety or against great. G Long at the G? Point. Why not? Ten games value. What there. else you got, G-Man? Owen Davey Jr. for Essendon. He's shown a little bit in the preseason, a bit like his old man. Got the pace, a uh, bit of a tackling machine, so he could appear. Fremantle, probably unlikely, but Matt Johnson, who's been in the wings for mm. a while, he could debut there. And um, uh, Cooper White, uh, Geelong, Wonder Watch, um, GWS. So Aaron Cadman. I heard Kingsley yesterday saying, look, just because he's a number one draft pick doesn't mean he plays week one. I'm reckon oh. he plays week one. Would you? He you'd, must be. You'd want to have him in there. A lot of people you? saying Gold Coast would be the big movers. You Why thinking? not? Thinking? Yeah, look, Mate, someone tipping for the eight. So they should be. Mm. Oh, absolutely. How many first round draft picks do you want? I, I, I just can't. I, they just got to be able to win 
in you know the weather up there, the weird weather they get, you know that monsoonal stuff. That's when they got to win those games because that's their advantage, isn't it? So if the if he can't do that, the coach Stewie can't do that, he's in trouble. Yeah, do get the monsoonal rain up there. Excited for my boys and his kid Cam McKenzie. So early draft pick. Really like what I saw of him in the preseason. He's an absolute lock, Barra. Is he? Provided nothing happens between now and the weekend. <laughs> absolute. He's an absolute lock. But in case, or maybe if this happens, <laughs> we got the bombers too. It's your yeah. Oh, you don't imagine, like playing them. Jeez, whole uh, game for the bombers. Now North Melbourne. Um, I really like what I see from Harry Sheasel. Really clever, classy sort of half forward. Uh, pick number three last year. So mm-hmm. I think Harry Sheasel. What about Woey's boy at Melbourne? Any chance? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Taj, oh, maybe, maybe. They bat pretty deep, Melbourne. So, um, you know. We had to squeeze effort. in there, yeah. would it? <laughs> but down the track, I think. Um, and the, the kid, Philippou, at St Kilda. Yeah. He's, he's huge a, raps. Huge raps on him. That is one fellow who can play. At West Coast. Um, well, actually, we get, I think at Sydney, one of your old boys, I reckon, will appear a lot more. Logan yes. McDonald. So yeah. we've already heard um, John Longmire talk about uh, Buddy and being managed this year. It's his last season. Mm. I'm not sure how much footy Buddy's going to play. And obviously, clearly, was a mistake not to play Logan McDonald in last mm-hmm. year's grand final. Reed thing backfired badly, didn't it? What about Buddy? He's heading for 300. Mate, what a player. I mean, anyone who knocks Buddy hasn't got a clue. Yeah, interesting. Oh, no. It's just has not got a absolute clue. Absolute superstar. He is a super, absolute superstar. He gets to 300. That, he's one of the great careers. His longevity, I think, is due just to the, his, his athletic ability because he hasn't been mm. a bash and crash the packs contested mark, has he? He's no. been a, a get the out ground, there and lead. Yes, yeah, all of that. So, so I think that's helped prolong his career a bit. And he's getting to the stage now where it's just really tough to get up from week to week. So... Um, really looking forward to seeing what Logan can produce. We know he's a ripper. You know, when I saw him playing for the year he was drafted, I saw him playing for Colts. Perth. Uh, Logan McDonald. Oh, Logan, yeah. Uh, saw him playing for Perth, and he, he was... 40 goals. He was going okay, and he was taken off for a rest. We don't say dragged anymore because it's, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And he was really dirty on himself, and I rem- the body language I loved... Because I thought this is a kid who really cares about his craft and cares about his teammates. And so, the scouts, the scouts would have loved that too. Yes. So you're talking about two Perth players there. Buddy Franklin mm-hmm. came through our system, mm. played Colts for us, I and am. played one league game. And so you're claiming him on one league game? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I would have played, played played a few Colts games. Yeah, and yeah, and you know what they're doing with the Colts? I I think in the waffle, the Colts is becoming a big focus because that. That is sort of where the young people want to go. That is where the draftees come from. That is where the scouts want to see. That's what the TV coverage wants. They're having super rounds now where they're going to have like three games on one day at our, say, our venue, Lathlane, because we've got great lights and that. We'll have three Colts games and all the AFL scouts will come over and just watch those three games. It's clever. It's a great Clever marketing. And trying to get younger people to the waffle. West Coast, how many debutants will they play this week? Do they just There'll play be three? Do you reckon they'll play three debutants? No, but that's because including the Melbourne fella. Oh, Jaden Hunt. Yeah, because yeah. he's a debutant. He's not a debutant. First game for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. debutant for the Eagles. Yeah, but two. So it'd be Jinby, 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 Jinby. That's how yes, they say it. it is Jinby. And Chesser. And not Hewitt? I don't think Hewitt will get a start. No, Long's impressed in the preseason too. Yeah, and he's been compared to Mark Lacroix, which is a massive rap. We'll see how he goes. But Jesus, early he's yours. got good signs, good signs. So two debutants plus Hunt off back, half back wing. Yeah. They really, they just got to win. 
And whatever, by hook or by crook, whatever you've got to do, Bailey Williams looks like he will play, so that's something. The job, oh, mate. They've got a big job ahead of them to combat Norse, Ruckstocks, Goldstein, etc. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Hold that thought. We'll get on to yep. our predictions on Thursday, but now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Yes, thank you to Thirsty Camel. We will be giving away a prize each week. The first prize will be given away on Thursday, so please keep your emails coming in. Send them to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. You send them in, we'll read them out, and one of you will win a prize. Uh, Barra? One from Andrew. Uh, Hi, Quarters and Barra. I really enjoyed Barra's joyous and emphatic endorsement of Stephen Michael as an all-time great on the first podcast of the season. South Fremantle had some extraordinary Aboriginal players in the late 70s and early 80s. I also recall Barra writing about the affection, admiration and awe he had for his opponent, Benny Vagona. <laughs> Many of us are familiar with the careers and status of Maurice Rioli and Nicky Winmar in footy. Could Barra please reminisce on the skills, toughness and nature of the following players? Basil Campbell, Willie Rowe, Michael Coffey and Sebastian Rioli for the benefit of Quarters and the podcast audience. Jeepers, he's named some fellas there. What's the fellow's name? Uh, it's Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, thanks so much for your email. Um, Willie Rowe, he was a – geez, they had some great players. That was my first game in the Waffle. I come from Canberra. I had never been exposed to Indigenous players before. And uh, like so, I was almost applauding some of the things Benny Vagano was saying. I was like, "Wow, my God!" Were you actually on him directly? Yeah, and you know what? I thought he was Indian. I mean, that sounds stupid, mm-hmm. but because I hadn't been exposed to Indigenous mm-hmm. boys, he did, he did look a bit Indian, didn't he? Yeah. And then I thought he might have been Asian. And the boys they thought that was hilarious when I asked Brian Cousins at halftime, and that Indian guy he's telling me up. Who is he? Benny Vagano. He may he's a star. So. I started in the middle on Charlie Carter, Noel Carter. Yep. Getting a bit of a touch up there. So Ian Mills, a coach, and he goes, Barry, you better go to halfback. And so I head down to the back line. I'm looking, and there's a guy there with long sleeves. He's got red hair. looks like nothing on earth. Oh, I'm thinking, oh, I can get this bloke. I'll fix him. Brad Hardy. Okay. <laughs> like, How'd you yeah, go? Not very good, mate. <laughs> and so I go to the other end, and I have to line up. On, I see this sort of chubby-ish guy. Who looked, I thought well, it was Indian. It was Benny Vigana. Yeah. And he's like stood on my head, took mark of the year, kicked, snapped one over his head. So you've had a pretty good de- uh, oh. first game. And my first bounce, I look across. The, uh, um, so I'm in the middle. It's Brian Cousins, me, Robbie Wiley, and we're going up against Stephen it's Michael. Fair midfield. Noel Carter. And I see the great Stephen Michael. And everyone had been raving about Michael since I'd arrived. And I thought, oh, he must be a giant, this bloke. And I saw him and he said, yeah, he's not very, he's not that big. And you remember he used to wear those um, bandages on, yep. his, on his socks, uh, on his ankles, yep. around outside his socks. I think, I think he looks a bit old. Anyway, the ball goes up. And I go for it. And he runs through me. And it was like 110 kilos of barbed wire had hit me. I said, oh, oh, now I get what Stephen Michael's all about. And I just limped away. Didn't want to know about Stephen Michael again. Basil Campbell wasn't playing at, in 1984, thank God. Who else did he mention? Sebastian Rioli was a, a star. Could Michael turn on Cockey. Two pieces. Michael Cockey went on to be a fantastic player as well. Basil Campbell? Jeez, Basil Campbell didn't, wasn't playing when I was there, but they rave about how tough he was. Yeah, they, they pumped us in our first game, but... I'll never forget all those those four guys that uh, – it was a real lesson. 
And uh, thank you for that email. Michelle writes, High Quarters and Barra, should the media probe St Kilda's coach Ross Lyon prior to him resuming his official AFL match day coaching career? After his last official role, it was revealed that a six-figure payout was made to a female employee for inappropriate conduct. Or would the media continue to accept Lyon hiding behind confidentiality clauses or give responses when he says something like, you're quite brilliant, Shane? Well, I think once you sign the confidentiality clause, Mm. you can't do much about it. Did we sign it? We didn't sign it, mate, and we've been commenting on it ever since. But Is this I don't a hospital think handball? I'm hospital handballing back to you. Yeah, no, it's, I'll take the hospital handball. But look, we've all had our commentary around that, um, and he signed a confidentiality clause. He, he actually can't um, express mm. an opinion on it. He's mm. not allowed to. Sounds like some people still uh, remember. Yeah. Uh, this one from Mark, who just says, of course, we all know that Barrow will be completely unbiased this season and not demonstrate any anti-Frio comments at all. There's no, not me. I've got a lot of friends down there. Interestingly, though, Barrow only gave a top seven. Is that right? Instead yeah, of a top eight, then... when previewing the season, five minutes later during quarters top eight, we could hear in very, very low volume that I've also picked Frio for the eight. Okay, Barrow, so here's your chance. Mm-hmm. Tell the WA footy public, yep. where does Frio finish? Love the show and happy footy, everyone. What's that fella's name? That is Mark. Mark. Mark, that was an oversight. And in fact, when I listened back, I thought, oh, my God, that, that is such what the, not the image I'm trying to give because I'm a big rap for Justin Longmuir. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm friends with those guys. Um, I reckon the club's going in the right direction. Simon Garlick's doing a fantastic job. I'm, I'm mates with Dale Orcock. That Peter, Peter Bell's massive. I reckon fifth or sixth for Freya. I don't. I can't quite get him into the four because I like Sydney a lot. So I'm sort of getting the three obvious ones: Geelong, Melbourne, and Brisbane. And then I'm probably thinking Sydney comes up because of their young guys. And Don Pike has been telling me, and and, and Dean Cox. They okay after the GF? Hey, you keep raising that. We'll find out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd hate to. Can it hurt you? <laughs> what happened to GWS? What happened to player. Port Adelaide? No, but mate, that can hurt. You get your pants pulled down in front of a hundred at the G. We got touched up by your blokes in '91. Didn't bother us. We we pumped Geelong the next year, and yeah, then we okay. got him again two Good years point. later. Good yeah, point. You can bounce, but back. you weren't a really young side, though, were you? You're a, you're an older, experienced side in '91. Yeah, true, valid point. So you we were playing at I'm not saying Sydney don't. I've got them in the eight, but I've got them at the lower end of the eight. I don't know whether they overachieved last year, whether they're quite ready to play in a grand final. I'm not mm. sure if they were. Um, oh, there's a hell of a lot time. of talent there. Yeah, Collingwood weren't there was unbelievable in some ways, wasn't it? Really, yeah. I thought Collingwood were going to be the other one. And I said, I don't even have them in the eight this year. I know. So you've, you've really led with the chin. I'm proud of you for doing that. Because my eight's basically the same as last year. And that ain't going to happen. The stats show that ain't going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, there's always so a So Carlton maybe in. does have to go in. Yeah, well, But Frio's definitely there, my friend. Listen, thanks for that. Uh, please send your mail into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. We will be back on Thursday to talk you through all of the games Ooh. in round one to make our bold predictions, Barra, and look forward to Richmond, talking to you Carlton. Then. Where are you going there? Geelong in the Pies. Oh, North Melbourne, the Eagles. What are you going to do there, mate? Melbourne, the Bulldogs. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.